0: To the future, whoever's listening to this, um, it is 10.05 p.m. here, Eastern Time, so I believe it's 7.05 for you, right? Yes,
1: sir, On the West.
0: Um, Asha is battling a, a severe stub toe, and <laughs> I, I battled a nice, hard day's work of a moving job, so we're going into this healthy and awake. Um, but just a quick... Introduction. I found Asha through a friend of mine, through recommendation, dove into the album, I'd say three days ago. So this is super fresh, the album Good News, and I fell in love with it. It's not just an album. I was telling Asha, like, it's an album album. Like, I feel like there's albums and there's album albums, and I feel like most people would understand what I'm saying. But I'm just a huge fan, and I've been telling all my friends about this album recently since I heard it. And so I'm just super pumped that we could get this going so fast.
1: Yeah, man. I'm super excited, and I appreciate that. I appreciate being here.
0: Um, it's so funny like talking on FaceTime and then trying to adjust to like podcast mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could just pretend we're on FaceTime. See makes it easier. It's just harder because you can't see each other's facial expression. But um so when did this album start? Like has it been a long process or was it a recent thing to you?
1: It's been a pretty long process. Um Man, the oldest the oldest contribution on the record is um, part of the beat for big words. Um, that was like shh, the middle of 2019, something like that. So it's been, it's been over a year now. Um, wow. Certain things I've pulled from like some of my earliest demos and ideas and stuff like that. But um yeah, there's but then there's like contributions as new as like a week before we turned it in. Like that's always the most in, exciting
0: uh, part. Yeah, honestly. Like it's it's terrifying though.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It was like reimagining some of like the core aspects of the
0: project. Mhm. Like um that's a good thing to dive right into actually um like when you talk about the core aspects do you mean as in like conceptual aspects as in like lyrical ideas or storytelling matter or the overall sonic landscape when you say core aspects
1: um man a a bit of all the above i would say that that encapsulates the core aspects of the project like um certain songs i felt like um the subject matter um i either went too far i didn't go far enough um Mm -hmm. and like like songs like Kangle, where i talk about like my nephew and my brother and things like that um even even over to like certain songs that didn't make the album that had been around all the way up until as as soon as like a month before we turned it in, maybe like a couple of weeks after that. Um, but it was it was a meticulous like review of everything to make sure it existed in the world that we were trying to build.
0: Do you find yourself um, like overthinking it sometimes? Because personally when I'm, like, I'm right now making an album, and I'll go through phases of thinking I'm the most shit artist out there, and then I'll go through phases where I'm like, damn, I'm actually kind of slept on. And when you were making this album, did you go through phases of, like, maybe this isn't the right move, or maybe this is, or did the whole time, did it just feel like it was the right thing to do?
1: Nah, man, that, I couldn't have said it better. It was like, I mean... Giddy O'Vouch, um, Giddy, like, was instrumental in bringing this album to life. We executive produced the album together and like Woodgrain almost did not come out because I was like, um, man, what is this? I could be, (laughs) you know, I'm just, I have, I have very, um, like there's a duality to my confidence. (laughs) Um especially in the
0: music. So, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I love how, um, with this album, when I was listening the first time, it's like I'm diving into a new artist for the first time as well. Like there was zero knowledge of like where it would go rather than it being like, Oh, I've heard this artist before. I kind of know what, uh, lane they have been in recently so maybe it'll be this lane so I had no idea. And when I when I started the album I was like, holy shit, like he's actually really rapping. Like this <laughs> like this isn't like someone who's saying a lot of words and has like extremely good flow on top of that with like a good beat. This is someone that like has a really good flow. Is actually saying something, and the beat is actually really fucking good all together. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit! Why? Like, why is no one talking about this?" And then I got to the second half of the album. Well, the first the first time I experienced like your R and B melodies, and I immediately fell in love with it was uh, "Questions." I was like, "Holy shit! This, this is right up my alley because I'm a huge, huge fan of that type of sound." Then the second half of the album I started noticing it getting more melodic and a little bit um more like like uh what's the right word? I wouldn't say soft as in like you're acting soft, but it's like like you're floating like on a softer palette of sounds. Yeah. And I loved it. Um and then it closes off with the uh the last track what what is it is it big the, the news big big news the news yes the news shit okay and i was listening and i was like okay this is a really interesting instrumental choice and then it ends on such like a beautiful ending like it felt like the world was literally on fire and then everybody died, but was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, I absolutely loved it. But um, my all-time favorite track that I've been obsessed with is Coco Signs. And I love to talk about that song just as a, a nerd about it. Oh, yeah, man. Um, now, with So, like, how, since I'm so new to this, like, how much of this album did you produce? Like, were you pretty, like, are you producing most of it? Or is it you and your friends?
1: Yeah, I'm producing most of it. Um, Most of these beats were born of just, like, being home alone, like, as my roommates are, like, working their jobs. When I first moved to L.A., and I was still trying to find a job. I was just like, um, breaking apart ideas in my head, like musically and like topically. Um, and yeah, there's, there's like, I want to say three tracks that I didn't completely produce. Drew the Line, I didn't produce at all. And there's assisted production on two other tracks that I can't, um, remember off the top of my head from my good friend Vink from Amsterdam, um. And I know Jasper Typical has some added production in there. But, yeah, for the most part, I I was producing most of the music.
0: Well, you did a really, really, like, you know what you're doing, obviously. Like, I was listening, and I was, like, jealous of how good it sounded. I was like, why the fuck didn't I make this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That's the highest and, compliment. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, again, like, with Coco signs, I was like, I wish this was my song somehow. Like, I couldn't make (laughs) this type of song the way I sound. Like, this wouldn't be right if it was me on it. But I wish I somehow could say, like, man, I got to work on this song because I hear it and it reminds me of, like, a song I'd find in the summertime and it's like that time right at like eight o'clock at night when you're, you're going to somewhere and you're trying to like find that song. That's like kind of, kind of gets you like more energized, but you're like, I don't want to overdo it yet. Let me just get something that's also going to make me feel good. And this song, um, it's just so good. Like, so, how did like this song start was it mainly like did you play some chords or were you like making a drum beat or did you have some lyrics how to start man um to be honest
1: with you the production of this song started at a time when the files on my computer were disorganized to a point of me not knowing what was what and um a good friend of mine oscar sayo um he had a bunch of just piano melodies that he had played out and i chopped them up into oblivion like unrecognizable there are, there are a couple things that to this day we don't know who's is who's but <laughs> i'm like so i'm 50/50 <laughs> I'm 50-50 that that was something that I chopped up of his or mine, but it definitely came from um, a melody that was played out on some synth and like um, chopped up, processed into something completely new. And then um, I added the drums pretty quickly. And um, I was actually at the time when I was making the beat, it was the same day that we did all of the vocals on the song, me and my brother D brass. Um, And when I say brother, like he's my, like we grew up together. He's my actual brother. Um, And he just, my entire life, he's had like a, um, a a pressuring streak. If you will, he was like, man, we're about to make us, we're about to make a whole album right now. Let's make 12 (laughs) songs today. Yeah. And I'm a <laughs> I'm a quality over quantity person. Me so too. This song was like my way of putting that energy into something qualitative that like um, made it into something personal and real. Like, um, and I could I could talk more about the, what the song is about, but. Um, I I was doing the drums and I kind of just watched how my brother's head bob went and it ended up being the bounciest thing I feel like to this day um I've ever made especially in that period of time I feel like we finished that song over the course of like eight hours or something like that
0: wow that's like unheard of for me I I take fucking forever (laughs) to make a song um so that's super impressive to me, and I can tell with the song that it was finding, like reading the room type of thing, and just kind of that moment we all have as artists where it's like, okay, like, the inspiration's here right now, and if I leave this room and go like, do something else, I'm gonna lose it, so I might as well just stay. Um, that's obviously sounds like what happened with this song, and... I'd also love to hear your input on what the song is about.
1: For sure, man. So I was, at the time, um, it it had been a while. I'm not sure exactly how long, but probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a year after the passing of my grandmother. Um, My brother had a unique relationship with her just based on the fact that he was staying with her for a long time and they became really close. Uh, I mean, they've been close pretty much our entire lives but um, more so toward the end and when she passed from colon cancer um, it hit everybody really hard but it hit, it hit, um, it hit my brother pretty hard. Pretty hard. Um, and I wanted to give him an outlet to express, to express that. But that wasn't my intention with this song. It kind of just materialized into that. I I started by talking about things I wanted for my family, um, things that were really really relevant to us at the time. Just like I mean, this is this is way before the pandemic. But I mean, you know, it's never been um, an ideal situation, you know. Um, just financially, socially, what have you. You know, families, family is family. Um, but just the ideas of, um, the ideas of, like, providing better for your family. Will Pratt just walked in the building. I'm on a, po- this is a podcast. Oh,
0: shit. What's up, guys?
1: Can you hear him? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll explain. I'll explain to you all later. Right, I'll explain. Were you about to do? <laughs> no, no. I just I don't want to grow up. Your oh, podcast. yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So, at any rate, basically, um, the song helped both of us to get a lot off our chest. And at the same time, like, is the second song that we ever made together. Um, and we, we didn't expect, like, most songs, I feel like, that... That have an impact like that come with some kind of planning or like um, agenda, even to like express something like that. But um, I just followed his lead, to be honest.
0: That, like, I think that might be one of the moments I hope that everybody gets to have in some sort of way with either. A family member like your brother or just maybe a close friend or something like that because um, often times we I feel like we know what everybody's feeling that we're close to we think we know and we think we're allowing them this outlet but no matter how many times we try to give them an outlet it's almost impossible you just have to let it happen and it sounds like that song was an experience for you and your brother to have that thing where it's like hey instead of forcing the conversation or forcing ourselves to just talk about what's going on or just let it out like why not just let this other thing that's going on which is the song just let it help us while we're together through this and i think that's super super awesome you guys got to have that experience together thank you man um and now uh like when you were growing up did you often find you would connect with your family through music or was it kind of just a thing that you grew up around but it was never really talked about
1: oh yeah we connected through music um man i hadn't even thought about hadn't even thought about it until this moment but like of course music was all around me coming up like um family in the church like musical parents um you know but connecting through music yeah very big thing. Um, my brother is fifty percent responsible for every cool piece of music that I heard before the age of like thirteen, and that other fifty percent goes to my older sister. Um, it was how we like. I mean, my brother's playing like NERD and and um, Chris Brown and like you know whatever it was at the time, but then at the same time, my mom is is exposing me to like Stevie Wonder and Jill Scott and Floetry and, you know, um, and for me, music is like a part of any of the experiences and memories that I can recall like growing up. And without it, there probably would have been um, a dissimilar connection.
0: I love that. And that I think that's like a super cool thing to hear about with your mom, like Stevie Wonder, Jill Scott coming through the speakers with her. And then your brothers at the time, I'm assuming, was more like the modern stuff of N.E.R.D., uh, Chris Brown and that whole sound at the time. Yeah, I'm wow. I, I'm like doing him so dirty right now.
1: He got me into Kendrick. He got me into um, my sister. Got me into Mac Miller. Like all of a lot of the foundational aspects of like my influences come from them. Outcast. Like so much of it comes from even like my pops too. Like I have to show love to all of the hip hop. I probably wouldn't be as much of a hip hop head as I am if it wasn't for like um, later on in our relationship. Um, we got we got really close, like, we bonded over 90s hip-hop, and I became, like, a Wu-Tang Clan nerd and and a whole bunch of other stuff just that I never would have come in contact with for sure.
0: Did you have that moment with one particular artist when you are growing up that you either heard through someone um, or just found yourself where you're like, wait, this is the one artist that I, like, want to actually like really examine on my free time rather than just running into it like how the hell do I find out every little thing about this artist
1: yeah um there were a few and I'm not the type to keep idols but there are a few artists that like I've torn so many pages out of their book um their books and um that has to be people like Pharrell, I I knew everything of that that there was to know about like the Neptunes and Star Trek and like um just that whole era of music that he was dominating as well as like Kanye um and even later on like TDE I became like I mean looking at some of the TDE drops felt like how I used to feel reading com comic books and stuff like that like mm-hmm. like these these niggas are really doing this um. Differently than anybody could ever do it, so I was I was super invested in that, and still am super massive TDE fan. Um, me too. Yeah, bro. It's just like music that music that jumps off the page, like and jumps out the speaker, jumps off the instrumental. Yeah. Um, all of that became like ingrained in me.
0: D- now you said the thing about like you you'd try not to idolize anyone or it's not what you specifically said. But um, I I often have this conversation with a lot of people because for me, and I wonder if you're the same, Like, I feel like I could, there's a difference of like idolizing someone and uh, like learning from someone to an extent of like they're just like a teacher that actually isn't your teacher idolizing someone for me would mean you're seeing them as this high figure that even if they're doing right or wrong you're almost oblivious to it because they're this higher figure in your life while holding someone at a teacher's standpoint would be like okay i don't really know if me and this person's beliefs align and I don't know if I'm gonna really follow those beliefs but I do think this person has taught me a lot about the artist I am and for that reason I hold them to a high regard as an artist and I was wondering if you like what your take is when it comes to that kind of stuff
1: yeah um I'm definitely in a similar school of thought I feel like um, there's lessons to be learned from all great music. Um, and I think that it's easy to get wrapped up in in like something that's amazing and forget that somebody is a human that had to sit down and expose themselves to the record to get that, that product, just like we do, you know? Um, and I feel like... Um, I feel like the idea of someone sitting in that spot to look up to me, like um, in a sense of like learning, is one of the most gratifying things that that could ever happen. But I, I never want anyone to feel like um, myself or, or their favorite artist or um, anybody is above humanity. Um, yep. And I think that's the thing that makes music magical. Is like when you get to see spots of that humanity, even in like massive characters like Rick Ross and Pusha T and um, Action Bronson. Like, there's always that ounce of humanity that makes the comically larger than life moments in the raps like worth it.
0: Exactly, and I think for me, like. There's always a miscommunication with my friends because I'll say, oh, I idolize this person and they'll take it as in like what we were saying, like I hold them to a higher standard than myself. So no matter what they do, they're going to be doing the right thing to me. But when I say I idolize someone in my head, it means that like I think this person is someone that has taken the time to get really good at this craft and I look up to them as an artist but when it comes to their beliefs I I care to a certain extent because I'm not going to want to give my time to someone that I think is harming others but if it's stuff I just don't align myself with then uh I could just do without it but when I say I idolize someone it means that I'm learning from them from their music like they are that type of idol to me. And it would be an obvious influence in my music. Um, but I don't know, maybe maybe my term of Idol might be mixed up. Yeah, I, I mean, I
1: don't know I have a sim, I've had similar combos with like some some of the guys in RBTI just because we all have pretty strong influences that I feel like bleed through in interesting ways. But like, um, I feel like as long as it has to do with the music, like one, I think that's where people get lost is when it stops being about the music and starts being about, yeah. like, um, you know how how bright a star shines in the sky, or you know how 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 cool they look when they walk out on stage, or you know how their fans interact with them, so on and so forth. Like, it has to as long as it's an admiration for, for something that's created and it doesn't like create a ceiling. Cause I've, I've definitely felt in the past, like I in in like admiring a certain artist or something that a certain artist is doing. Um, like I've had to be careful about making sure I'm not allowing it to be a ceiling for me. Um, like, on a personal level, but, like, even with, with Giddy, like, I've talked to Giddy about some of our influences and how, um, like, my favorite things about artists that I work with that has have these strong influences is that they show them in ways that that influence never could have formulated, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that has to do with that that just has to do with authenticity. I think that as long as you're being authentically you, and um, that that idol or or whatever whatever label we put on it um, is is something completely separate of yourself and your image and your um, your your self image, I should say, and your your product. Then it's good. I think inspiration should come from everywhere.
0: I agree, and I think. That thing you're saying with the ceilings and finding yourself or catching yourself sometimes with that is uh, funny because I remember when I first started making music, um, or not even just making music, like in middle school when Odd Future was huge, I just dressed like Odd Future. (laughs) like to a point where it was just so stupid like what am I doing I should like I love the music so much that I was just looking ridiculous like it just wasn't me um while I could just really enjoy their music but I don't have to dress like them to enjoy their music um and I feel like that's a good example of that and I've caught myself doing things like that in the past And I still do. There's sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Stop. Um, I feel you, yeah. Yeah, and (laughs) you you look back and you laugh because there's sometimes you were in denial about it. You're like, nah, I just like this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but I think that's part of the artistic experience because if you look at, almost any artist's discography, like you listen to their first album and then their latest album. The first album, you hear the influences, where they're coming from most of the time. And then as they drop more and more albums, you can tell they're finding like, oh, I can still somehow manipulate this so you can hear the influence. But I'm still being my own. And I think a super cool example um, is like watching... Like, while we're on the topic, like, Tyler, the creator, through his years with his influence, like, you could tell as his catalog went on, he's like, wait, I can somehow bring this influence of loving chords so much and, like, loving, like, actual music that isn't, or not actual music, as in, like, hip-hop isn't music, but, like, music outside of hip-hop that I like. I can bring into this hip hop thing and still do it. And that's when you found flower boy and Igor and you hear it peeking through in cherry bomb. Yeah. And I think his catalog is a super great example of that. Cause it's so awesome to watch him find himself through his catalog because he's always been unique to who he is and extremely, um, uh, himself. but, you can feel him find his inner self at like as this catalog goes on I just love it yeah I those are my favorite kinds of artists same I think that's like growing up with Kanye that was why I was such a huge fan I always go into Kanye on this pro, this podcast but he's just always a really cool example of like development even if it's like today i don't really know where i'm standing with it but musically like from his first album to say like the last album for me where i was like okay i really enjoy this was yay and then after that i was like okay this isn't for me um but like I'm still a huge Kanye fan because watching that development of like he had all these different palettes and he's just finding himself through them which ones work the best for him. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. What do you think like right now like what do you think musically is exciting you the most? Like what artists are you listening to the most right now? Man M- it doesn't just, have to be like a modern artist either. My bad didn't <laughs> cut you off.
1: Oh no, nah, I'm I was I was really just reflecting, going I you know you know in cartoons when the thought bubble pops up with the me? Th- <laughs> yeah. It was exactly that. But inside the bubble is just my Spotify. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um Man, I'm listening to a lot of Q. You know Q?
0: Q like literally his just name is Q? simply Q. I do not. Wait, actually. Oh, I, I now that think I think about. It, I think I ran into a song that, and I looked at the artist. I'm like, "Q, huh? Am I coming in? Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. It's perfect. It's crystal clear. Cool. Yeah, you're coming in good. Yeah,
1: Q. Um, did you say? Did you say you have heard some of his music?
0: I'm looking up on Spotify now. Once I see the artwork of what I heard. Yep, I heard Take Me Where Your Heart Is. It was on my release radar. Yeah, it's fire. He's he's super talented.
1: I'm really excited about his music. Um Q um a lot of my friends stuff too, like um Ernest Rareberg and um AJ Radical. Um but then also like I've been listening to a lot of Faye Webster. Um I'm a massive fit. Like, look, I'm not the type. Humans are humans, you know. Even if you're <laughs> artists, humans. But if I ran into Faye Webster, I would probably be starstruck. I'm like a massive Faye Webster fan. Um, as well as like, um, Britney Howard and Alabama Shakes. Um, I just been, I've been off of rap. Uh, I haven't been listening to as much rap recently. But there's a bunch of fire fire rap albums that are coming out um and just singles artists that are going crazy
0: i i think that's why your album made me so excited because i wasn't listening to much hip-hop right now because there hasn't really been anything coming out recently that was scratching the itch for me Mm -hmm. um and i finally i like i listened to your album i was like this this is exactly like what i needed this is perfect um man yeah like wood grain that song i was like fuck yeah i got like (laughs) this song is the type of song like i want to pretend i could rip someone's face off even though i definitely (laughs) couldn't (laughs) and then there's the complete opposite again like with coco signs um or questions Questions I feel like is a mix of like cocoa signs and wood grain. But um mm. those for me like it just scratched the itch perfectly and I'll, now I just finally have an album uh that's like got the wide variety of it. Has the hip hop aspect, it has the R and B element, has the pop element, and it scratches each itch perfectly.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. That's I was worried um, for a while during the, the process of um, making this album. That was, that's one thing, like, I, I haven't really talked about much, but, like, this, is a, this was a transformative experience and, like, a really, a really good exercise in, like, self-discovery. Because, like, for a minute, I was like, damn, is this a hip-hop album? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, to, to have that palette be felt is really cool especially, like, still through the lens of hip-hop.
0: Yep, it's, like, yeah, it it isn't, like, one specific album because, again, it has those different palettes throughout it, but it stays cohesive, which is always, like, my favorite thing with albums is when an artist can go to so many different directions, but you can tell it's all meant to be from the same place and you did a really good job with that i appreciate that for real um how'd you get the artwork done the artwork super clean looks super good bro thank you those so (laughs) those
1: photos those photos were taken by my good friends rob midnight and brandon kwan um the photo on the right of like just my face with the with the nice guy background um was taken by Rob and the others with the fire taken by Brandon Quan. Um we had these photos, like we we got the film back low key, like right before the deadline. Um and I was I was like reaching out to different graphic designers that I really like and i mean the turnaround that we needed i knew pretty much nobody was going to be able to yeah,
0: yeah exactly
1: so it was like damn i had already designed the big words cover and like i i mean i'm really into graphic design like um, as a hobby i'm trying to get better at it so that it can become another profession but um yeah i designed the the cover um i want to say and like couple hours and my process with with stuff like that is like completely different from from the creative process with the music because it becomes 17 to 20 different covers over the course of like 15 minutes but um i stripped all the effects back and like those are those are just basically the photos blended into each other um i think it's like four photos in there and um Rob Midnight assisted me with the, um, the track list and all the other aspects of the, the um. I guess you would call it virtual album booklet.
0: It it looks super good, um, like extremely clean, like it's one of those covers. Uh, you immediately take the artist seriously once you see it because it's just you can tell it's well done. Um. But I'd also like to say that me and Rob Midnight have beef in my head because he reminded me <laughs> two years ago, I bought a magazine off of Rob Midnight <laughs> and he never sent it to me. No, I don't actually care if you're listening to this, Mr. Rob, Uh. <laughs> but I just like to say I haven't forgotten about that magazine, man. and I just wanted the magazine because it looks so clean, <laughs> bro. What happened? So it's funny. It's funny that you say that because I didn't even know you guys were associated till now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, man. Like, oh yeah, because I forget. Rob is Rob is friends with Yuki, right? Yep. Yeah, man. I I forget. That's that's really cool. Cra- that's that's cool, bro. Um. Nah. Yeah, Rob. Rob has been working quietly. I don't know how quietly this might. I might be blowing his spot up, but there is there is um, still y- things yet to be seen for Child Magazine. So he might he might just
0: make up for it immediately. Well, again, Mister Rob, Mister Child Magazine. I just want one- <laughs> goddamn thing so i can have it (laughs) like it looked good it looked clean i just wanted to show off the magazine but i hope you got a nice meal with my 12 (laughs) dollars
1: uh there's no way he has he has to have like some extra um first issues if i yeah i'll talk to him about if he does i will mail it out personally
0: no, it's, it's all good i just think it's hilarious bro, <laughs> now, now that like once you said his name
1: hilarious actually hilarious i, I didn't <laughs> talk to him about it
0: that's so funny um but yeah no this this has been a great podcast i'm super pumped you were down to be on
1: bro of course whenever i would i would love to to be back um maybe plus others alone whichever whenever it's, it's been super fun
0: yeah, my next goal is to get to Giddy. That's the next, uh oh, next yeah. he's thing down. on my mental list. He's definitely down. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, I, this this is this is Asha. Go listen to Good News, the album. Yeah, I am guys. personally a huge fan. And thanks for listening.